Clink, clink, clink. Warriors. Clink, clink, clink. Come out and play. Clink, clink, clink. Welcome back. <laughs> I'm Larkin. And I'm Sasha. And we're back for another episode, another book in the Warriors saga. Mm-hmm. This time it's Fire and Ice. Yes. Not related to the J.R.R. Martin series. No, again, he copied this one. Right, of course. Of course. <laughs> and uh, I have no idea what's going on in this one, so I'm pretty excited. Into the Wild, I had a few spoilers. I knew a little bit mm-hmm. of what goes on, but yeah. this time I'm going in blind. I have yeah, no maybe. idea. I'm excited for you to finally get into some of the intrigue that is oh, Warriors. Oh boy. So, you know I'm a sucker for intrigue. I do. I, I eat it up. Ugh. This one is very much more like a uh, like an emotional intrigue, if that makes sense. You, you'll see as we get into it. Oh, is this going to be a romance novel? Shh! No spoilers! Oh, we haven't even started no. yet. okay. <laughs> well. well, yeah, let me hop right into this. The book opens up. We're in the prologue. We see Tall Star, the leader of Wind Clan, and the rest of Wind Clan cats settling into their new home after being chased out of literally every other prospect. Their new home is underneath a highway where a bunch of other homeless human people are living. You know, just to kind of like punch in that point a little bit. Uh, nothing Nothing else happens in this chapter other than like look at how awful wind clan yeah, is. Yeah, really sad violin yeah. scene <laughs> plays over the top of a bunch of very depressed looking cats slowly mm-hmm. pawing along through the mud in the rain. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then there's some very depressed looking humans nearby sharing, that are sharing. drinking alcohol. Right, out of paper bags. Uh-huh. They're that's actually typical. sitting around a, that like, no joke, they're sitting around a trash can that's on fire. Of course they are. Of course <laughs> they are. I am a little bit curious just exactly what the layout of this this world is because the the these cats both exist in the country where there's a whole bunch of space for feral cat clans to just live Mm -hmm. but also are right next to the highway yeah so i I don't know it could no it's not like it doesn't (laughs) exist or anything it's just like yeah, that's... I want the layout. I want to know what's what the heck is going on here. So if you look at the... the there are maps uh, attached to every book. If you look at the map for the original saga, the original forest territories, it's going to be a little bit to the west of where Wind Clan is, is where they headed. I see. They, um, but they it's went off to the Valinor. <laughs> they, they're fading into the west. They are fading. In a Their much sadder way, in a much sadder way than the elves. Yeah, yeah. In a we're starving and our kits are dying first. Oof. Uh, because we don't know how to provide for ourselves in this new environment. Moving on, we're gonna hop right back into where Fireheart was. Brush that right under the rug. All <laughs> the tragedy. It's okay. not important. Not we're talking important. about Fireheart. All right, Fireheart. <laughs> yeah. So when we left off last, Fireheart got his warrior name. So did Graystripe. They're warriors now. Broken Star is exiled from Shadow Clan. Everything's coming up roses, right? Mm-hmm. Sure, 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 sure. I'm sure that letting Kitler one just get off scot free is not going to come back to oh, be a problem. Surely, at all. surely not. Anyway, it's time for the gathering. Oh, good. Which is a great way to start a book on a happy note. Yeah, trying to get. Turn on this natural gas. Wrong one. Oh, okay. Oh, the gathering is four trees. Mm -hmm. Gathering is four trees. Mm -hmm. Okay. Damn. But this is a good opportunity for Fireheart to tell Blue Star what he's been wanting to tell her. Because he very discreetly runs up to her while they're going to the the gathering and says, I need to talk to you privately. <clears throat> stares at Tigerclaw, and then she's like, all right, Tigerclaw, take everybody to the gathering. And then she they're literally alone in mm-hmm. the forest. Mm-hmm. And he gets his opportunity to tell her everything that he's been worried about telling her. He tells her the truth about Ravenpaw, tells her what Ravenpaw told him about Tigerclaw killing Redtail. And how do you think Blue Star is going to react to this? 
Uh, you're a fucking liar. Basically. Well, <laughs> she just kind of brushes it off. She uh-huh. she claims that Ravenpaw had an overactive imagination oh, and boy. was never really cut out for clan life anyway. So she's oh, happy boy. that he's found the, the life that he was always meant to lead. Blue Star going straight for the victim blaming. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then she does these weird kind of mental gymnastics that Graystripe also did too. And it just doesn't make sense for me. But yeah, um, this weird mental gymnastics is that Tigerclaw claimed that Redtail was killed by Oakheart, the River Clan deputy. Mm -hmm. And so Tigerclaw killed Oakheart in revenge. So if Tigerclaw killed Redtail, that means Redtail must have killed Oakheart. And Blue Star thinks Redtail is too honorable of a warrior to have ever done that. Oh my good lord. Wow, that is some mental gymnastics. It really is. It's like. And and Fireheart Fireheart even says, he's like, I'm not talking about Redtail's character. I'm talking about how Redtail was fucking murdered. Yeah, we're we're talking (laughs) about a murder. Not not about how, like, they behave on a date, Blue Star. Come on. Uh, but uh, Blue Star's got some insecurities going on about what's happening in her clan right now, so... And and is, like, sliding perilously into mental instability. Yes, yes, absolutely. It's not becoming super apparent yet, mm-hmm. but she is on the decline. I see. Rundown of what happens at the gathering. Night Pelt, a very old cat from Shadow Clan, is chosen via Medicine Cat to be the new leader of Shadow Clan. Everyone's a little confused because he's very old, but whatever. Blue Star brings up that they should probably go find Wind Clan and bring them back now that they have evacuated Kitler One. Yeah. River Clan and Shadow, or excuse me, River Clan and Shadow Clan. Yeah, I was right. Are like, mm, but free territory though. We could just split that territory up among us, oh and then we won't God. be as hungry. These motherfuckers. Yeah, and Blue Star's like, no, you guys know what the what the right answer is yeah, here, come and on. and basically the other clans are like, okay, if if Thunder Clan wants to be the hero clan and bring Wind Clan back, we won't stop you, but we're not going to do anything about it. Oh man, okay. Hmm. Okay, so then now that the gathering is over, Blue mm-hmm. Star pulls Fireheart aside again because he's so special and says uh it's up to you to go find wind clan you can go ahead and take your boyfriend with you whoa 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 wait a minute blue star makes this big appeal to all the cats about how they need to go do this but then when it comes down (laughs) to it blue star's like oh just you two that's all the resources we can dedicate towards saving this entire clan of cats is you two Green, green ear. Uh, what would you got? Green paw <laughs> warriors. <laughs> Literally, I've been warriors for like a couple of nights. Yeah. Uh, actually, I think like the gathering happens like right after they become warriors. It, it she reasons it by saying that Wind Clan is important to bring back, but River Clan and Shadow Clan are obviously plotting something together because they both want Wind Clan territory. So she can't trust that they won't also try to pull something on ThunderClan. Sure. Alright, alright. There's a bit of a cold war going on here. Yeah. So Fireheart and Graystripe do it. It's a very short section of the book. They go, they find WindClan, they bring him back. Oh, oh, okay. For a second there, I thought you meant, like, they went and, like, did it. <laughs> and before they did all this, I was like, oh, okay. A, a moment for love. That's fine. It's not that kind of podcast. Alright. While they're bringing Wind Clan back, they run into Ravenpaw and Barley, who have quickly become the ultimate gay power couple of the forest. Excellent. They're like, oh my god, you're a clan full of starving cats. Please come rest in our barn. And we'll get you, like, so much food. We have, like, so much food. You guys want some vaccines while you're here? <laughs> we just have a whole case of them. <laughs> this is a nice fridge. And meanwhile, all of the Wind Clan cats are like, bleh, 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 kitty pets, bleh, bleh. Oh it's like, God. they literally just saved your lives. For real. <laughs> okay, but hold, hold, hold your horses one more time. Is there at Barley's Farm again? Mm-hmm. 
That means they had to have doubled back from the highway yeah. to come back. Well, they Fireheart and Graystripe bring them oh, to Barley's they've Barn. they've already been, okay. Yeah, Barley's Barn right. is a pit stop on the way back to Wingsland Territory. You. We're going a little too fast. I'm <laughs> sorry, there's a track. lot to cover. There's yeah. a lot to cover. Okay, all right. Uh, well, we, we better get going then. Mm-hmm. So, in the morning, the Wind Clan medicine cat, Barkface... Whoa. You cannot just slide past Barkface. Yeah, Barkface. Now, I know that this is supposed to be like Bark of a Tree, mm-hmm. but I love the idea that somehow this like cat's face is just like, oh man, you look like the bark of a dog. I mean, they are kind of like described as raggedy and kind of patchy so oh maybe it's a double entendre these Uh cats are clever at throwing shade i I, guess the name they give to this poor person they really are sometimes like i feel like leaders are just throwing shade at the cats they don't like when they give them their warrior i mean because they probably are (laughs) (laughs) someone gave them the power to hand out names (laughs) yeah i bet some petty ass cats are like oh your name is Stupid tail. <laughs> well, okay. We'll touch on that later. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But anyway, guess what? A red sun rises. Blood has been spilled this night. Yes. Except in the context of this omen, it means that blood will be spilled today. Oh, okay. Barkface interprets it, this as an omen that there will be an unnecessary death that will happen that day. Mmm, unnecessary. I mm-hmm. feel like that is a, a word that you use with some leeway in this world. <laughs> I feel like a lot of these deaths can be named unnecessary. A, a death with no honor. Oh, oh, I see. Okay, now we're going to get into some Star Trek territory. <laughs> okay, okay. Wind Clan is back and they're settled, and Tallstar offers to give Fireheart and Graystripe a couple of escorts. So they're deputy and a cat named One Whisker. Man, more sex. Can you not? <laughs> like, we literally had a talk this morning about how we weren't going to take, like, put sex into this podcast. And, like, you're just, like, chomping at the bit to put sex in this podcast. I'm sorry, it's not my fault. It is not my these fault. These sexy, sexy cats. Yeah, these cats, they just live in their best life and had part of our means a little free love. No. Alright. Okay, Fireheart does become friends with One Whisker. That's important for very much later on. One Whisker. Mm-hmm. How did they get that name? They don't ever say. Like, there's no real description of, like, why One Whisker is called One Whisker. I think I can guess. I Yeah, I could hazard a guess yeah. as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, while One Whisker and the Deputy Wind Clan are escorting Fireheart and Graystripe back, they're supposed to go through four trees so that they stay in neutral territory. Sure. They decide, since Fireheart and Graystripe have been traveling for, like, days at this point without rest, they decide that they're going to cut through River Clan territory, but just walk along the river close to the river as possible oh, which in in wind clan entering river clan territory is a gorge okay. a very deep gorge the layout of this area is so absolutely i can ridiculous. show you the map no i i just mean like i don't think that somewhere in now i've never been to britain so i can't say for sure it's, but i i've never i i live in a place with a very varied <laughs> biome <laughs> I've never just, like, hop-skipped from (laughs) farmland to gorge to highway (laughs) to swamp, by the way, is also a thing in this area. Yeah, that's the thing, is uh, they they acknowledge that this place probably doesn't exist on Earth. Oh, okay. Um, It's a place out of time. (gasps) All these cats are already dead. This is Star Clan. (laughs) This is the bad place. This is the bad place. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, it's a gorge that's dangerous enough for cats. So yeah, take, I imagine take that as this is not actually a gorge. This yeah. is a, like... It's probably, like, six feet deep or something. Yeah, like, this is the river bank or something mm-hmm. like that. that but but there is a... to be large enough for cats. Yeah, to... there is a drop-off. That's important, because, guess what? 
you cut through RiverClan territory. Here's some RiverClan cats coming to defend their territory. Right, of course. They it's don't, what StarClan wants. It's what StarClan wants. They don't bother to stop and ask. Apparently, Fireheart and Graystripe were under the opinion that since they were like, well, you guys can do whatever you want to bring WindClan back, that meant that they would get immunity uh, if they you know, came through their territory on that mission. They don't. Yeah. This big fight is happening. They're outnumbered. Things are looking grim. Suddenly, what's that? It's Tigerclaw and a ThunderClan patrol that happened to hear the fighting. They're coming over to fight now. A couple of things that happen in this fight is that Fireheart saves Sandpaw, who you'll remember is the girl cat who was making fun of him so much in, in the right, previous yeah, book. Yeah. He saves her from falling off of the gorge and suddenly her demeanor snaps. Like, she's just like, whoa, Fireheart. Oh, boy. It's it's that quick too. She's just like, oh. yeah. It's one of those plots. Those always drive me crazy. Actually, the like, I have been saved from danger by this person. So suddenly, that makes me infatuated with this person. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, if that was true, like, you know, ER docs and and EMTs would be drowning in cats. <laughs> 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 you are on thin ice Missy. in fact i think you've already broken through the ice <laughs> i'm gonna get you to say that every episode <laughs> but while fireheart is kind of like getting sandpaw on her feet because at first she's like fuck you because she thinks he's like interrupted her fight mm-hmm. but she he like literally pulls her from the edge while they're having this argument suddenly they hear graystripe scream Again, they look, Graystripe has his head dangling over the edge of the gorge, and they can just see the paw of another cat as it slips and falls. And suddenly the fight is over. Everybody goes over to the gorge. It's one of the RiverClan cats has fallen into the gorge. RiverClan is grief-stricken. They decide to retreat. Everybody leaves. Uh, Graystripe is feeling pretty shitty. I gotta say, mm-hmm. this is a gorge comparative to cats. I think a cat could probably survive that drop. So so I decided to cut this quote, but they oh. do talk about how they can see the cat struggling and drowning in the river below. Oh, no! Yes. Whoa. How do you glaze over that? That's horrifying. What? <laughs> These are the details you're supposed to bring to this podcast. <laughs> There's That's so- to cover <laughs> That's so horrible. It is. Wow. I, this, I'm pretty sure this was the first death in this series where I was like, oh, shit's real, huh? Yeah, you really <laughs> talked up Lionheart's death. But I see how that one was personally impactful to you, but, like, that's fucked up. It, yeah. <laughs> that's fucking... Yeah. For a kid's book? Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And so everything ends on a damper note. Graystripe feels like he's just murdered somebody. Even though it was an accident. Okay, but you guys do this all... Oh, right. StarClan says no killing. StarClan says no killing unless absolutely necessary. Yes. Thus, Barkface's prophecy has come true. Yes. Yes, it has. Unnecessary blood has been spilt this day. Tigerclaw takes Fireheart and Graystripe back to camp, and Bluestar kind of gives him a slap on the wrist... That seems to be Blue Star's just modus operandi for anything that goes wrong. Is like, oh, well, you're a ThunderClan cat, so I well, trust you implicitly. In the same meeting, she does tell them that they're going to get their own apprentices. <laughs> They've been warriors for, like, less than a month. Yeah, so little time. This is ridiculous. Wow, uh, oh my god, this is, this is wild. Okay. And, and of course, Tigerclaw is framed as being, like... The jackass, because he's like, you can't give apprentices to newly made warriors. Are you nuts? Mm-hmm. But she does. Fireheart gets his new apprentice, Cinderpaw, to mentor. And Graystripe gets his apprentice, Brackenpaw. And Cinderpaw is like ADHD mm. to the max. Like she she can't, she will not listen to anything Fireheart says. She's She's got so much to do, so much to see, so little time to do it. She's just doop, 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 all over the place. And Brackenpaw is like cool and chill. And Graystripe feels like he can't crack any jokes with him mm. because he's so serious. So they're both kind of out of their depth a I little see. bit. Mm. 
while Fireheart is doing kind of like a evaluation of Cinderpaw's skills where he just kind of observes her while she does her thing, mm-hmm. he runs into a kitty pet named Princess and then immediately recognizes her as being his sister, even though they haven't been, they haven't met each other since they were like litter mates. Sure, but they're cats. Like, they're cats. Yeah. They can recognize that smell, I guess. Yeah. Princess is pregnant. And now, how the hell? I, spay and neuter your pets. Spay and neuter your pets. The big thing. Which one of these feral motherfuckers <laughs> crawled their ass out of the forest or swamp or what have you and went and did dirty <laughs> Fireheart's poor sister? Fireheart's sister. Well, she's like, this is her first litter. She's super excited. She's super excited for her two legs to meet her kittens. Basically, Princess talks about her whole kitty pet life. Fireheart talks about ThunderClan. Princess is like, okay, that's cool. That's art. Like, you can tell she's trying really hard to get why Fireheart is so gung-ho about these clans. But at the same time, she's like, but I've got a warm bed yeah. and food right over here. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go now. <laughs> yeah. See, I lived long enough under good circumstances <laughs> to know that what you're talking about is crazy. Also during a training... Sorry, there's a lot of things to cover in this book. Also during a training mission, Graystripe falls into the river between RiverClan and uh, ThunderClan. Oh, no. And we think he's going to drown, right? Because nobody in ThunderClan can swim and get him out. And he's quickly going understream and getting trapped under ice because it's winter now. Oh, that's very scary. Um, yeah. It's actually a big fear of mine is yeah. getting trapped under ice. Yeah, it's pretty scary. Yeah. But then, lo and behold, this beautiful silver and black cat from RiverClan dies in and she pulls him out of the river and she's all sexy with her hair flowing. Now, hold on. (laughs) Her name is Silverstream and Graystripe and Silverstream have some cute banter. Mm-hmm. And from that day onward, Fireheart notices that Graystripe is disappearing during the day. What could possibly be happening? Well, he stalks him and finds out he's meeting with Silverstream. <gasps> Whoa. And they're having affairs. Oh, no. And Fireheart is pissed. Like, wow. pissed. That's pretty, um... Well, there's some things that are happening that I didn't really touch in, but the main thing is that everyone in ThunderClan continues to question Fireheart's loyalty because he's not clanborn. Oh. And then meanwhile, his best friend, who is clanborn, is doing the most disloyal thing you could do to your clan. Wow. Which is seeking relations in another clan that you are potentially going to have a war with. Okay, you Capulets and Montagues, calm mm-hmm. it down. Mm-hmm. You're all cats. So, but he, he does, he confronts Graystripe and is like, bro, you can't do this. The warrior code. And Graystripe's like, you can't fucking tell me what to do. Yeah, you're goddamn right. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Fireheart. And so then Fireheart goes and confronts Silverstream about it. Oh, because that's going to go even better, I'm right? sure. Right? And she's like, you can't fucking tell me what to do. But also, she slips to Fireheart that RiverClan is starving right now. Because two legs have been coming to their river and fishing and overfishing, and now there's not enough left for them. God damn it. Mm-hmm. You know, we just can't keep our fucking hands out of anything. Exactly. And so she, she uses that as an excuse for why RiverClan should have Sunning Rocks back, which is the territory that we won back in the first book. Right, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Sickness is spreading through the camp as winter approaches. Blue Star gets very sick. One day her condition is really bad, and Yellowfang asks Fireheart if he knows of any two-leg gardens that grow catnip, because that is the specific herb that she needs to be able to heal her. It's catnip. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm a human. I know. Uh, that's bullpucky. This cat just wants to get this other cat really high so they can die in comfort. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I see what you're doing. So just as Fireheart is about to leave to get this catnip, Dustpaw runs into the camp with a message from Tigerclaw, 
who has requested that Blue Star come and meet him at the Thunder Path, which is also the border between Thunder Clan and Shadow Clan. Yeah, Thunder Paths are roads, by yeah. the way. This, I don't, yeah. 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 Where monsters, aka cars, hunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we're both big fans of another piece of animal fantasy fiction. Oh yes, Watership Down. The Rudadu. Yeah, Rudadu. Uh, do the, do 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 the Aaron Hunters ever stray into trying to make like a cat language or no. anything like that? Oh, no. how sad! That is absolutely one of my favorite parts of Watership Down. Is the, <laughs> The Culture of Rabbits. Uh, wonderful book. If you've never read it, I highly yeah, recommend I, it. If you're into warriors, this is like adult warriors. Very much so, yes. A more a more nuanced uh, sort of story. Yes, although we'll see. We, we've got some nuance. No, I'm not saying like, this is a tactless <laughs> series. It's just that Watership Down is made more... It's a classic. ...for an adult yeah. reader, mm-hmm. I think. It's yeah. it's not a children's book that adults like. It's an adult book yeah. that children accidentally read and then become sorry for life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, don't, don't show the movie to your kids. Don't show it's the movie to your graphic. kids. It's very graphic. It's very traumatizing, for, especially for kids who are really compassionate with animals anyway tiger claw says that there is evidence here at the thunder path that shadow clan has been invading their territory and he needs blue star specifically to come and and talk about it or you know address the situation fireheart's like nah she can't leave she's dying right now of illness she's got the consumption or whatever and He's also like, but if Shadow Clan is in our territory, we can't send a bunch of cats out of the camp to go see if they're going to attack us because then we'll be defenseless again. Mm-hmm. So while he's like trying to figure out what to do, Cinderpaw is like, what if I go and tell Tigerclaw that Blue Star is sick and see what he wants and you go get the catnip? And he's like, no, no, no. You are <laughs> staying in camp and I'm going to go get the catnip really quick. Come bring it back, and then I will go meet Tigerclaw myself. So he leaves, he gets the catnip, comes back. Guess what? Guess who's missing? Oh my god. <laughs> of course. Because I was going to say, you know, that isn't the most reasonable. Like, that is, I think, the best choice, Fireheart, probably. Because mm-hmm. Tigerclaw is just going to kill Cinderpaw. Well. <laughs> <laughs> uh. uh... So, okay, so he's like, shit. And in his mind, he's like, I still have to meet Tigerclaw to see what he wants Bluestar to know. So right before he leaves, he's like, I need to find a warrior I can trust to go chase after Cinderpaw specifically and stop her from getting herself hurt. Mm-hmm. He goes to find Graystripe. Guess what? He's gone. Ah, oh, fucking. And so Fireheart is again pissed. But he goes off anyway. He he runs after Cinderpaw. He goes to the Thunderpath and he finds her body next to the road. Fucking called it. I fucking knew they were gonna try and kill him. So he he brings Cinderpaw back. She's still alive, just unconscious, but her okay. back leg has been like destroyed it's been twisted in an odd angle they talk about how it's like pointing in an unnatural direction like it won't even touch the ground anymore all right now tell me Mm -hmm. do these have these cats uncovered the secrets of amputation they have not oh that's a real she she keeps that leg for the rest of her life oh that's a real bummer which which spoilers yellowfang does figure out how to save her life but it's pretty much like stated from the beginning that she's not going to be a warrior again. This right, is not yeah. an injury she's going to be able to recover from. Oh, how terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's like the one thing that she really wanted. Like right, the thing, yeah. she's so hyperactive because she's finally doing the thing she's always wanted to do, which oh, is be a warrior. Gosh. And now that's just been. Yeah, that hurts. Dang. Mm-hmm. So also I need a retcon here because I miscounted. Hmm? Because here is where Blue Star actually loses her second to last life. Now oh. she has one more left. Oh, okay. All right. And I don't know if that was just like continuity how it was. Error? Yeah, I don't know if it's continuity error or if just how it was phrased, but hmm. it's whatever. Now okay. she for sure has one life left. One life left. And, and on... is dying? 
like actively? No, she she died from her illness. Oh, died from the illness and is back now. And she's back and she's healthy again. Okay. Uh, but Yellowfang and Fireheart are the only two that know that she has one life left. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yellowfang, because she's a medicine cat, medicine cats just know. Yeah. Okay, Fireheart, who's feeling very overwhelmed, goes to tell Princess everything that's happened. Princess is like, maybe Tigerclaw wanted Blue Star to meet him at the Thunderpath as some kind of a trap, and Cinderpaw accidentally came into it. And Fireheart's like, what? No. What? Not only is Princess <laughs> living a better lifestyle, also smart enough to see the obvious writing on the wall. I, that's what I'm saying. Oh my god. Okay. So I just have to accept that Firepaw's a fucking idiot, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. I just, I also want to just say this one. Princess offers to take Fireheart back to her own two legs. So Fireheart can go back to being a safe, well-fed kitty pet who doesn't have to worry about betrayal more severe than someone turning on the vacuum while he's sleeping. But Fireheart's like, no one understands me. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh, I also just want to point out that these cats understand quarantine. Because while the illness is going through their camp, they specifically, like put infected cats in a certain quarantine sector so that they don't infect the other cats. And I'm just like, cats get it, y'all. I think that's actually fairly, like, uh, intuitive in nature. Mm. I think that's just... Stay away from the sick ones. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's a little less, like, we sequester them and take care of them and more of a, like, get the fuck out of here, you're dying. Yeah. Don't don't be near us. (laughs) Well, I mean, they are still taking care of them. They're still... Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Trying to save Nature's them. a little bit harder than <laughs> warrior cats. Okay, here, I'm going to skip over some stuff. Fireheart and Sandpaw have a can you feel the love tonight I moment. See. Like, literally, they roll through the undergrowth with each other. Oh, of course they do. Uh, tensions are growing between ThunderClan and RiverClan specifically. And Fireheart, every time he tries to talk to Graystripe about how he's not there for him anymore, Graystripe's just like, you don't fucking understand me. And Fireheart's oh my like, God. my apprentice almost died wow. and you aren't here. Oh, it's like two, it's like you put two <laughs> teenagers in charge of slightly younger teenagers yeah that's the thing and expected things to be fine mm-hmm. yeah it's horses uh running dogs or whatever that yeah whatever that is uh here's the part of the book that i still have trouble like reconciling with because princess gives birth to her kittens and she gives her firstborn to Fireheart like a sacrifice to ThunderClan. Oh no. She's like, you've been talking about how your clan needs more warriors and how you feel like your ranks are getting pretty low. So here's my firstborn son. Wow. To fill your ranks. I snuck out after I gave birth to all of these kittens to give you one specifically. Surely my two legs won't notice that one of the many kittens I gave birth to is now suddenly gone. Surely. Ugh. It just breaks my heart. I'm just... Princess, you were doing so good. You were doing real good there for a minute. And then also Fireheart brings this kitten back to the clan and then admits that it's his nephew. Bad choice. Bad choice, right? Bad choice. But he doesn't, he doesn't, he rushes it is that he doesn't want his nephew to grow up not knowing where he came from. But it's like, bad choice. But wait, it's, like, they didn't spend time growing up there. I mean. No. Maybe it's like a culture thing, but I don't, I don't, I don't know about all that, Fireheart. Fireheart just feels alone in this clan and he wants to have somebody who is kin to him that he can identify as his kin. Alright, yeah. Alright. That's fair. So, Blue Star names this kit Cloud Kit because he's big, white, and fluffy and accepts him begrudgingly into the clan. Like, Fireheart's now officially on thin ice because everyone's like, what the fuck, dude? It's the middle of winter. We have a fucking illness spreading through the camp right now. Kittens are actively dying, like, and you bring this kitten from a kitty pet household here now, now, yeah, now. Yeah, there, there's there's some questionable choices here, definitely. Mm-hmm. Gathering time. Oh. Boop, boop, 
Uh, Gray Stripe and Silver Stream are meeting frequently, mm-hmm. and so their scents on the border are starting to cross over. Oh, jeez. River Clan and Thunder Clan are at each other's necks, accusing the other of hunting in their territory. Oh my god. Because of these stupid lovesick idiots. Wow. There's also some accusations thrown at Shadow Clan, and like basically everyone's at each other's throats. Star Clan has to intervene and say gatherings canceled. <laughs> uh, which they do by sending a cloud over the moon. So anytime that you can't see the full moon during a gathering, it means that Star Clan's upset. Oh, uh, okay. So a big cloud comes in, and they're like, "Well, guess we got to go home. Gathering's canceled." What is interesting that that is, mm-hmm. and I can only imagine that like <laughs> nine times out of ten, gatherings end with like, "Oh, god damn it." <laughs> <laughs> What did we do this time? (laughs) Okay. At this point is when Blue Star is like, it's war, y'all. River Clan is definitely stealing from us. Shadow Clan is definitely stealing from us. Fireheart knows that River Clan is starving. Mm -hmm. And, like, they are doing their best to hunt within their territory. But he doesn't want to bring this up because then it's going to be questioning his loyalties. Right. He also knows that it doesn't make sense that Shadow Clan, that lost half of their strongest warriors when Broken Star left, would suddenly be trying to start another war yeah. while they're still technically recovering from Kitler 1. It's almost like there's someone else pulling the strings to make this situation appear like something it's not. Mm-hmm. Gee, I wonder what Tiger Claw's up to right now. Well, here's the thing. Fireheart finds a definite act of war while on patrol near the Shadow Clan border. Mm. This act of war is uh, a rabbit that has been caught on their territory and eaten, and the bones haven't been buried. He states here that bones are buried as like a show of respect to Star Clan and to the life of the animal. That must be an incredibly inconvenient thing for cats to have to do. Yeah. Constantly. Constantly. But the fact that these bones are unburied, it's an act of war. It means that they are not respecting them or their territory. Somebody left some bare bones on my property. (laughs) I'm gonna get them. Uh, So Tiger... Blue Star is out when Fireheart brings his information back. And Tiger Claw is like, it is time to fucking kill Shadow Clan. So he gets a random patrol of warriors and... Like leads an invasion into Shadow Clan with the intent of raiding them of resources and beating up whoever the fuck they can find. Sure, yeah. It's um, war, baby. It's war, baby. Fireheart stays behind because he's not convinced that Shadow Clan would want to do a war now of all times. Mm-hmm. And then guess what happens? Uh, Yellowfang sniffs the bones and is like, "This isn't Shadow Clan. It's Broken Star." Okay, yeah. I see. I had a feeling he was running around in the background here too. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's been trying to get Thunder Clan to fight Shadow Clan, yeah, so that sure. he could weaken both the clans. We can both come and swoop in when the power vacuum forms, or right now when all the warriors are off to war. Oh, okay. Uh, so Broken Star does invade the camp right now while all the other warriors are off. Invade with what army? He, with the cats that he that he took with him. Oh, okay. so, oh, I see. There's still some brown shirts here. Yeah, there. Okay. Yeah, there's still some people who are loyal to Broken Star. Yeah, some hobnails. Got it. Thunder Clan is only defended by Fireheart and a handful of apprentices, but they also have Yellow Fang, who has been waiting to slap a bitch since she became Medicine Cat of Thunder Clan, <laughs> and she like does most of the fighting, and she's rad as hell. That's pretty cool. Fireheart spots the cat that he identifies as being the one who killed Spotted Leaf and goes in to like get vengeance, but mm-hmm. he this is the time where he doesn't fight good. Oh, of course. And he's about to get killed and then suddenly it's Graystripe. Graystripe comes and saves him. Oh. And he kills the man that killed Spotted Leaf and Fireheart again flip-flopping back and forth is like, "Oh my god, Graystripe, you're my best friend. Why are we even fighting right now?" And Grey Stripe's like, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still pissed at you. (laughs) That's great. Yeah, Grey Stripe's not ready to make amends yet. (laughs) Yeah, your friend rescues you, you bury your soul to him. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) You've been talking shit on me and my girl this whole time. (laughs) We're not bros, bro. We're not bros no more. (laughs) 
so they win. Surprise. Surprise. Yellow Fang blinds Broken Star in the battle and manages to take a life from him. Right. Boss ass bitch. Yeah. Uh, now, when, when uh, Yellow Fang bites other cats, is it akin to a Komodo dragon's mouth, which is so rank and nasty that it's deadly poisonous? <laughs> <laughs> no. But maybe. That's too bad, because you could have gotten a Broken Star twice. Well, here's the thing. Is she she gets Broken Star. Actually, I think this is... Oh, yeah, here it is. So, Yellowfang blinds Broken Star. Takes a life from him. Fireheart is like, why don't you just keep killing him until he runs out of lives? The old cat circle. <laughs> the old yes. cat circle, yes. Thank you, Fireheart. But Yellowfang is like, I can't, because Broken Star is my son. Whoa! Oh man, the twists mm-hmm. and the turns. These are wild. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she talks about how uh, she was kind of pressured into a relationship with Ragged Star back when he was leader, and she didn't want to get pregnant, but she ended up getting pregnant anyway. She tried to give birth on her own, but only two of the kids survived. And she has this wonderful line that I didn't save but it was basically like I thought Star Clan's punishment was taking two of my kits away from me but Star Clan's punishment was making sure that Broken Star was the one that survived. Oh gosh. That because really she had to hurts. like watch him grow into this monster. Yeah, into a monster. Mm-hmm. And she could never tell him that he was her son because breaking the code. Everyone's like Blue Star, hey, we've got Broken Star here. We should just kill him. And keep killing him. Yeah. Uh, or or let him loose in the forest and let something else kill him. Who sure. cares? Because he's blind now. He can't take care of himself. Well, presumptuous. Presumptuous. But he is like an adult cat at this point. Sure. It would be a little harder for him to Difficult readjust. Difficult to adapt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Difficult to adapt. Uh, instead, Blue Star is like, we're just going to keep him as a prisoner until his wounds heal, and then we'll talk about it. But for now, I'm going to strip him of his leader name. He is now Broken Tail. Once more. Sandpaw and Dustpaw get oh. their warrior ceremony. When when oh. a cat decides mm-hmm. that they're taking back a star name, mm-hmm. does that revoke the star powers? No, he still has those lives. Star you can't. Clan. You can't give them back. I, we gotta, we gotta, Star Clan. We gotta have a conversation <laughs> about codifying like a set of rules uh-huh. and systems on how this works with mm-hmm. some checks and balances in place. We really, we really, really should because yeah. this current system does not work. It does no, and it will continue to not work for That's... this entire series. For this, I'm sure, as far as I know, this entire series. Great, great, great. Sandpaw and Dustpaw get their warrior ceremony. They are now Sandstorm and Dustpelt. Alright, Sandstorm's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Pretty solid warrior cat. Sandstorm. Now that she's Sandstorm... Bye, Darude. I will kill you. <laughs> Alright, I'm sure that's really irritating. <laughs> uh, so Sandstorm is like... Now that she has her warrior name, suddenly Fireheart is like, oh, feelings, maybe. And to know you, to know all about you. Yes, they already had that moment. Okay. Guess what? Cloud Kid is missing. Oh, Fireheart's no. nephew. Yeah, no, I know. And Fireheart goes and finds him hunting in the snow, and Cloud Kid actually caught something. Nice work. Right? That would be my re- that would be my reaction. Yeah. But Blue Star reprimands Cloudkit and tells him that he broke the warrior code. Oh my god. And that they can't pick and choose and decide where the boundaries like what parts of the warrior code are okay to break. Except that we do all the time. Except she does all the time. Yeah. You fucking hypocrite. Okay, yeah, but Fireheart is rightfully pissed when he hears this. Yeah, I'm rightfully pissed. Because she also makes a point of pulling him aside and says, like, your kin has to learn how to follow the warrior code if he's going to stay here. And it's like, he's a baby. 
one. Yeah. Two, Fireheart is like, well, let me fucking tell you about your clan-born fucking bullshit. Oh, boy, this is when it's gonna all come out, huh? He He's very close. Oh, just do it, man. He, he is so close to telling Blue Star, but he, he's like, but Graystripe is my bro. Even if Graystripe doesn't want to be my bro anymore, he's still my bro. Oh, my God. I can't do this to him, so he doesn't. I'm sure that sets up a very good relationship for the future for them. <laughs> but man, in the moment... I would be petty. I would yeah, be petty. absolutely. <laughs> I'd be like, check your own clan-born warriors absolutely. before you start like putting your racism on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do not care for Blue Star, I'm gonna say now. like she I was, don't like she, the character at she all. She was a lot cooler when I was a kid, but as an adult, I'm like, you're just a fucking girl boss, aren't you? Oh, no. <laughs> Like, that's the only thing that people are looking at when they say Blue Star is cool. It's that she's a girl leader. Anyway, mm. Fireheart has a dream yeah, in which... Yeah, you do. Yeah. Fireheart is getting another prophecy dream. Spotted Leaf visits him and tells him a battle is coming and to beware the warrior he cannot trust. Fireheart oh, is worried that she means Graystripe, even though Tigerclaw is like... Right there. Right there. <laughs> I get it though, man. You're going through some shit. You you're questioning your friendships. Yeah. Who, who really is right? Who or is die? your friend? Am yeah. I am I the ride or die in a in a non reciprocated relationship? That hurts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It it does because Fireheart has always fucking been there for Graystripe and Graystripe has dropped the ball on Fireheart so many times in this book. And even despite all of that, Fireheart is still like, no, I'm you're, you trusted me, so I'm going to do what you trusted me. Like, I'm going to keep the secret that you trusted me to keep. Meanwhile, Graystripe is, like, consistently missing every time Fireheart meets him. Gosh. It's just, you hate to see you losing to, your bros to yeah, hoes. Yeah, I know. Uh, you get a little pussy, and all of a sudden, <laughs> everything changes. <laughs> We're getting into the last actions here, so I'm going to hurry up so that we make this time. Okay. One Whisker, who you'll remember being the friend from WindClan. Yes. Arrives at ThunderClan camp and tells them that RiverClan and ShadowClan are currently attacking WindClan cat, the WindClan camp with the intent of wiping them out. Oh no! Whoa! Fireheart is disappointed that he ended up being right and wrong about ShadowClan. Because he was, like, under the impression yeah. of, like, well, this was just Broken Star the whole time. Nah, it turns out that they also want that territory, though. Yeah, man. They're starving, I guess. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. the middle of the winter. Yeah. There's disease going through the forest. Boy, like, everybody's doing really bad except for ThunderClan, aren't they? ThunderClan did get that illness, but they, they, they're they still doing okay as far yeah, as Yeah, they're not, like, wanting for food. Everybody else is starving to death. Like, mm-hmm. No wonder, no wonder everybody's, like, trying to come for ThunderClan. Okay, supposedly. he's a rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh-huh. Um, Got the resources. But they're also obviously too strong, because they always win every battle they're a part of. Yeah, I don't, think that has, I don't think that has anything to do with ThunderClan's uh, skill or ability. I think that has something to do with the author of the book. <laughs> I'm trying to rationalize this whole universe for you, and you keep breaking down all of the fourth walls, yeah, everything. sorry, I can't <laughs> help it because I also live in reality. Uh, okay, that's fair. Okay, so they go, they take all of their warriors to go fight. Fireheart is like, shit, Graystripe is going to have to fight RiverClan cats, mm-hmm. which he has told me he doesn't know if he can do. Yeah, sure. This is going to be bad. So he keeps his eyes on Graystripe the whole time. Doesn't notice that Tigerclaw also sets up a trap for him in which Fireheart almost gets killed and Tigerclaw sits there and watches. Wow. And, like, makes sure that Fireheart can see him watching him almost get murdered. Wow, what a super villain thing to do. I know, right? But then uh, Fireheart, you know, manages to get out of it. I think Graystripe helps him. Uh. They chase out all of the cats... Everything's fine. Wind Clan is still there. They're like, well, we're just gonna have to give Wind Clan and Shadow Clan a little slap on the wrist for this one at the next gathering, huh, guys? And mm-hmm. they all laugh it like off. We always do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the book ends 
with Fireheart telling Greystrike that he needs to be the one to figure out his shit with Silverstream, but that Fireheart isn't going to interfere anymore. He's going to let Greystripe figure out what to do with this shit on his own. Instead, whatever Greystripe chooses to do, he's going to be his friend and support him. Greystripe. Yeah. Gross. Dang, gross. Mm-hmm. So genuine gross. After Fireheart says this like really genuine sentiment, Graystripe is like Fuck you. No. <laughs> oh good, okay. Graystripe realizes that Fireheart was only being concerned about Graystripe's welfare and that everything he said actually did kind of happen. Yeah, he wasn't just jealous that Graystripe was having sex before him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and so Graystripe decides to set their differences aside and they have a lovely moment snuggling in the snow while cats are being assessed like in the, in this post-war haze mm-hmm. you know people mm-hmm. are going cat to cat yeah should. sure yeah it's just a really lovely tableau for me mm. and that's where we end the book oh this one was a little bit you can tell now that this is the book where they know they're setting up for a series Mm -hmm. yeah it's not like its own self-contained story we've set up a lot of threads here that oh yeah we're gonna be we're gonna keep exploring yeah this is where all the intrigue happens okay Mm. oh cool fire and ice was you know, it threw me for a loop a couple times, actually. Yeah, right? That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I have to say, I enjoyed that uh, more than I did Into the Wild. Good, yeah. yeah. Into the Wild is kind of a rough introduction to yeah, Warriors. Yeah, because you can feel like they're trying to pack a story into mm-hmm. this thing and right. do all this world building at the same time. And it's always In a hard. kid's book, mm-hmm. so you've got limited words and pages to exactly. work with here. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it really takes a while for anything to happen in that one but in this one right. it's like every chapter yeah, something is happening done. yeah it was pretty active mm-hmm. all right cool. so i had tried to record an episode about the silmarillion or or mm-hmm. i was going to put it in as just like a little segment mm-hmm. however it ran 30 plus minutes long Oof, yeah so now sasha what i need you to do is set a timer for five minutes Oh, 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 oh no. Oh gosh, are you really? Oh lord. I'm going to try and desperately explain uh, <laughs> this in five minutes. We should we should still release that, that content as yeah, like a bonus yeah, episode. Yeah, sure. At some point I will release full episodes of The Silmarillion, but we will... Uh, I'm, I'm really excited to try this lightning round. Okay. All right, are we ready? We are ready. Five minutes on the clock. Starting now. All right, the first portion of the Silmarillion is known as the Ainu Lindale, which translates roughly to the music of the Ainuar. I need to introduce you to three types of beings. The first is the biggest, like, this is as close to God as we can get. I hesitate to use that word because there are more than that. Um... (laughs) That is Eru Iluvatar, mm-hmm. both names for the same entity, the original thing that existed in existence. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, the, everything that exists only exists in thought, in Iluvatar's mind. Uh, from Iluvatar's mind springs forth the next group of creatures that we're going to talk about, who are beings of thought. Uh, known as the Ainur. The Ainur, I'm going to refer to from this point forward as super angels, because that's the best way I can describe them. (laughs) Underneath them is another group of lesser spirits, who also, of course, originate from Eru Iluvatar, because everything traces back to Iluvatar. And those are called the Maiar, and they're just of a lesser degree, more like angels. Uh, An example is Gandalf. Gandalf is a Maiar. So... Where was I? Where was I? Okay. Oh, keep going, keep going. Uh, Okay, so in the beginning of this tale, what we are given is the creation myth for the universe and the world. And how it works is Iluvatar and the Ainur sing together this great music. Uh, All of the voices of the Ainur are liked unto instruments themselves that join into this huge union of sound to create a symphony that produces the universe. One of the Ainur named Melkor, the greatest among them, the most gifted with skill by Eru Luvatar, 
uh, is the facet of Iluvatar's mind that is concerned with power and dominion. And so that is what possesses Melkor from the moment of his creation to the terminus of it. So he starts making his own theme in this music that is at contrast with Eru, who is leading the song. Uh, he does this a couple times, and each time we see Iluvatar become more and more stern until the last time his countenance is terrible to behold. Everything ceases, the music ends, Eru goes back to being, you know, chill, and he's like, all right, let's see what you did, and shows a vision to all the Ainur. Uh, and this vision uh, shows them basically everything that could be. Uh, they sang into existence a vision of the possibility of a universe. Eru takes this opportunity to drag the hell out of Melkor. Because Melkor, <laughs> who was trying to make his own themes and make his own creations, etc., etc., Iluvatar is just like, watch and see how all those things you thought you had done are actually me. It's all rooted back to me and, like, all, all the things you do and attempt to do only further improve what I had intended. Boss-ass bitch. Yeah, boss. All right, we get introduced to three more of the Ainur who are important. That's Manwe, second in skill and thought to Melkor, aspect of the air, Aule, uh, the aspect of the earth, uh, the, the patron of makers, and Olmo, the uh, Ainur, who is the facet of oceans and water. And uh, so everybody starts talking about this vision now that they're looking at, that they're viewing, and talking about how all of these interactions between the Ainur gave rise to things that they had never thought of individually. Olmo, for instance, is like, I never thought of rain because there was never heat until Melkor made fire. And then Manwe's winds created the clouds that drove the rain onto Aule's land, and they're all just like, whoa, mind-blowing up. Uh, uh, so... The last thing that happens, I'm running out of time. Okay, the last thing that happens is that uh, uh, Eru makes this place, like, real. He makes the universe, makes the world, and says, all right, you guys can go down into it if you want to and do whatever. Uh, a bunch of them do. They're called the Valar, the powers of the world. Um, they have a war on the planet because when they get there, they discover, like, nothing is developed, nothing's happened, and that the actual making of the world is something they have to do now. So this big conflict is what actually creates the world, and we're set up for the next part of the Silmarillion. Woo! Just in time. Yeah, just Ooh, in time. Just, just under, under the radar. radar. I'm very sad that I had to reduce this beautiful piece of literature <laughs> into that five <laughs> minutes free. Well, like we said, we'll have that bonus episode where we'll we'll talk about that. And I think from here on out, we'll probably be doing some intermediate inter in. We'll have some episodes thrown in that Cimmerillion. Sure. Yeah, I think that'll be fun. Can I um, just take a moment to read one of the beautiful passages of uh, course. from this book? Just so you guys know, uh, the, my, <laughs> my reduction of this is a great disservice to it. We're going to hear the description of uh, Melkor descending back into the world to bring war onto the Valar. Because he's been jealous and salty watching them work their works on the planet's surface. Mm -hmm. Because he wants to have dominion over everything. <laughs> so. Then Melkor saw what was done, and that the Valar walked on earth as powers visible, clad in the raiment of the world, and were lovely and glorious to see, and blissful. And that the earth was becoming as a garden for their delight for its turmoils were subdued. His envy grew then greater within him, and he also took visible form, but because of his mood and malice that burned in him, that form was dark and terrible. And he descended upon Arda in power and majesty greater than any other of the Valar, as a mountain that wades in the sea and has its head above the clouds and is clad in ice and crowned with smoke and fire, and the light of the eyes of Melkor was like a flame that withers with heat and pierces with deadly cold. 
that's also coincidentally my new goals for gender presentation dark and terrible <laughs> dark and terrible <laughs> with eyes that pierce <laughs> the withering heat and deadly cold yep okay everybody thanks for joining us thank for you for another episode of warriors come out and play uh, i had a great time uh, me too it was wonderful this one yeah uh, i hope you did too uh remember that you can find us can email us uh, at gmail at StarClan Connection, or you can reach us on Twitter at StarClan Baby. And your warrior training homework for this week is go tell your bro you love him. Yeah, <laughs> go tell your bro that they're important to you. Yeah, yeah, that's a good piece of homework. I like that. It's very thought good. really hard on that one. That's good. All right. Until next time, may Star Clan guide you. Hey everybody, me here at the end again to say sorry about missing our usual episode date, but there was a violent insurrection in our country yesterday and we were a little distracted. Just a bit. So, hopefully we will have a more regular schedule going forward. Hopefully nothing else crazy happens that'll distract us for a whole day. Anyway, we look forward to catching you next episode, and stay safe.